youth alive. I want to appreciate God and his servants for this privilege to be the first speaker in this youth summit. He's not here in absentia. Thank you, sir. Uh, each time God wants to visit his people, there's a sudden move. Just Monday, Tuesday, suddenly, you know, we had there's going to be a youth program. And just the way we are in this commission, nobody asks why, why, why. We just have to comply. But the truth is this. Once God wants to change anyone's story, it comes suddenly. It comes like a dream. And the tool that we all are familiar that God uses to change our story is the word. Yes, when a pandemic, things are not the way they used to be, but then there's a solution. And I believe God has packaged this summit to reach out to someone, to transform someone, to change someone's situation. My prayer is, as many that are here, none of us will miss out in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So the topic for today's discussion is passion. Passion. Key to a world of unlimited possibilities. Passion. Key to a world of unlimited possibility. You no, know, I once had a friend that bought a dictionary and the first thing he did was to go and look for the word impossible and neatly clipped it off the dictionary so to say in his own dictionary there's nothing like impossible and so he doesn't want to stumble by it by mistake uh, the world of unlimited possibilities talks about success in any endeavor success in anything that we find doing success in any task and so wise people go for success keys and these keys can also be referred to as secrets job had an understanding of this and so in job 29 verse 4 he said i was in the days of my youth when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle, Job had access to unusual insight. Little wonder he became distant in his time. And so, these keys also refer to our secret. I would like to let us know have nothing to do with education. These secrets have been there passed on to generation from God. And these secrets are still available to whoever, you know, cares to actually get the secret. Job got it in the days of his youth. And that's why I'm so glad that as youths, we are set to get something from this uh, paper. Praise the Lord. Topic again is passion, key to a world of unlimited possibilities. Passion is 
actually key to actualizing any task, any given task. For any purpose we need to face to accomplish any assignment, passion is vital. You see, passion to a man is what fuel is to a vehicle. Passion to a man is what fuel is to a vehicle. No matter how determined you are to drive a vehicle, if there's no fuel, you are going nowhere. There's no fuel, you are going nowhere. You can't even push it. So, it is passion that engenders motion towards the accomplishment of any task. And so what is this passion? Let's try to attempt to define passion. You know, the way it is. What is passion? Number one, passion is the intellectual and emotional desire, drive that generates positive action. Passion is the intellectual, emotional, and physical drive that generates positive actions. It is a drive. A drive that generates positive action. Again, passion is a fire that lights people up with confidence. Passion is a fire that lights people up with confidence. Generates enthusiasm to actually achieve specific goals. Passion is a fire that lights people up with confidence. Generates enthusiasm to accomplish specific goals. And so we can see that passion is the fuel that drives us. Passion is what makes you want to get up in the morning and go out and put in your best. When you find out that, you know, in the morning, you don't want to get up. Probably you have a job, but you feel, or you don't feel like going out. It means you lack passion. Passion is a key to success because passion causes obsession. It makes you not want to get to relax with the status quo. And so you want to do something. You want to put in your best to succeed. With passion comes inexhaustible enthusiasm. You are filled with life. You are fired up to put in your best to do your job. A man that lacks passion can never be creative. A man that lacks passion cannot put in his best to achieve any job. Passion is what makes us go the extra mile to get results. And so, passion is a key to unlock impossibilities. With passion, things that ordinarily will not be possible becomes possible. And so, one must be passionate in his pursuit in the kingdom and the work of God. One must be passionate. To be passionate is to be, you know, to have fuel, to get results. In Romans 8.28, it says, 
And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Everything working for good just because we love God. Passion for God and his work. Again, the same thing expressed in 1 Corinthians 2, 9. And it says, But eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither had he entered into the heart of man, that things which God has prepared for them that love him, people that have passion. These two scriptures are just saying that if you love God, you have passion for him, then every impossibility becomes possible. Praise the Lord. The same thing being expressed in Matthew 6.33. He said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. All these things. So, seeking God passionately is important because a heart for God is the key to the world of unlimited possibilities. Your heart panting for God shows your passion for God. In Job 36, 11, it says, If thou obey and serve him, he shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Obeying God, serving God, proves your passion. And so, you are able to do that, you now, you know, you are entitled to pleasures. So, passion for God's kingdom guarantees provision, guarantees Getting all things, things that people, men are dying to get. Passion opens you up to that. Things that seems impossible, but with passion, the scripture is saying that you can attain them. Praise the Lord. Let's examine some men, great men in the kingdom that actually made a difference via passion. Abraham. Passion turned Abraham to a generational blessing. In Genesis 24 verse 1, and Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. Abraham lacked nothing. And when the Bible says all things, it means all things. Abraham became a reference point when it comes to blessing. Because he was able to contact transgenerational blessing. In Galatians 3, 13 to 14, it described the kind of blessing that Abraham contacted. Abraham worked with God passionately, obeying even things that natural humans would not want to obey. And then he was able to catch transgenerational blessing. Say Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law, being made a cause for us. For his written cause is every man that hangeth on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come unto the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So God's promises are tied to us, linking up to Abraham, just for the passion he has shown. For the kingdom. He was able to put his name. Everyone wants to be, you know, the son of Abraham. Because 
Yes, if you are here, then you can entitle to the prom- to the promise. But the gateway, the key to unlocking that transgenerational blessing was passion. Passion for God. Passion to serve God. Again, passion made Elijah the greatest prophet in his time. At times when we want to pray, you know, we say uh, uh, Elijah was a man of like passion. Liking to passion. Passion shown by Elijah typified in the book of 1 Kings 19, 10 to 14. And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken their covenants. They have thrown down the altars and strain their prophets with sword. And even I, only am and left. And they seek my life to take it away. Somebody saying that he's jealous. People of God have deviated. They have left. And so he's weeping. He kept saying it. We can see passion in his words. He also demonstrated passion. You know, when in the book of 2 Kings 1, 1 to 10, when King Isaiah was sick and he sent a messenger to inquire from the gods of Akron, that is Belzebub, if he was going to recover. And the angel of the Lord asked Elijah to go and confront that messenger. And Elijah said to him, Is it not because there is no God in Israel that you go to inquire of a strange God? Passion. Passion. He never wanted anyone to deviate from God. And see what transpired. Now therefore said the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from the bed, but thou shalt surely die was giving, you know, telling the messenger to go and report to the king. He had passion, and passion made him fearless. Fearless. Fearless in delivering God's message. Again, when the king had, he sent, when the king had his message, the message of Elijah, he sent a captain of soldiers to go and destroy Elijah. And once, twice, and thrice, Elijah you know, commanded fire. He said, if I be a man of God, let fire. And fire came and devoured them. All passion, demonstrating passion. In the life of Elijah, his end was distinct. He was great, outstanding. He was a giant in his time. And he continued to be a reference point. Praise the Lord. Passion took him there. Passion took him there. Again, passion brought out the giant in the life of Nehemiah. If you look at the book of Nehemiah, it came a time I had to read the entirety of the book of Nehemiah. A cup bearer in exile. If you have ever traveled out of this country, probably legitimately, you understand what it means to be in another country. Not to talk about you are there as you know, a slave, exiled, banished. That was the plight of Nehemiah, which his situation naturally would have made him depressed. 
But as soon as he heard that the walls of Jerusalem were broken, his heart broke. Why? He had passion. He had passion. Passion. See what he did. He wept. He mourned. He fasted. He prayed for days. It affected his countenance. A man that has passion for God, for the work of God. It came to a time he had to meet with the king. And on meeting with the king, guess what the king asked him? He asked of why he was downcasted. And guess his reply? Why shouldn't my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father, lies waste and the gates therefore are consumed with fire? See what a man of passion could talk about. Praise the Lord. Nehemiah went further. Moved with passion to build, to rebuild the house of God. He had to seek for permission. He had to seek for letters to other kings to be able to get timber. And eventually he became, he became the chief laborer. When I looked at the book of Nehemiah, you know, it came a time he was building. The enemies were also attacking some people were building, some were with their guns, some were with their arrows, fighting at the same time. So much passion, all to ensure that God's kingdom and his house is being rebuilt. Passion, passion, passion. He was completely focused on the mission. And he was able to get it in record 53 days. He was able to build and rebuild the house of the Lord. He was rewarded. He became a governor. He never thought of being a governor. But eventually, he became a governor from a cup bearer. All through passion. Passion can actually bring about impossibility. What everyone will think will not happen. You have passion for your job. You go out and do it. And before you know it, in little time, you have reached your climax. Apostle Paul in the New Testament also demonstrated dangerous passion for the world. He came in last. He was not in the upper room. But he caught this vision and was able to pursue it with passion. Passionately. He became a giant of the gospel. It came to an extent he was explaining some things, spiritual things to Peter that was even in the upper room. Praise the Lord. Hear his words in 1 Corinthians 9, 16-17. He said, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. He said, Woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. A man of passion. Taking it, taking responsibility to do exploits for God. Here is what again of passion. In Philippians 1.21, he said, For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And in Galatians 2.20, he said, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live is the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave up himself unto me. A man full of passion. Full of passion. If you look at the book of 
you know, New Testament, to tell of it, you know, credited to his, to him, somebody that came from behind, but out of passion, he became great. He became great. Even the devil, the demons, they knew, they knew of Paul's authority. In the book of Acts 19, you know, when the evil spirit confronted the sons of Sceva, we heard what they said. He said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Jesus I know, Paul I know, who are you? Passion gave this authority to Paul. Distinguished, no doubt, among, you know, his peers. Praise the Lord. And when you look at when he was concluding his race, you know, in the book of First, Second Timothy 4, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. What a man of passion. Talking about Apostle Paul. See, having examined this man of God, that got the key to a world of unlimited possibilities. True passion. Let us begin to examine the proofs of genuine passion with God. The things that we can see in you and we say, yes, you have genuine passion for God and his kingdom. Number one, commitment. Commitment to God and the cause of his kingdom. When a man is seen to be committed then, yes, is a proof of passion. See, commitment begins genuinely from the heart. From the heart. In Second Kings 10, 16, Jehu said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. Clearly, that scripture tells us that zeal can be seen. If a man is zealous, you can see it. You cannot hide it. Passion can be seen. Any passion that cannot be seen is fake. We saw it in the life of Daniel. We saw it in the life of the three Hebrew boys. Let me start with the story of the three Hebrew boys. Talking about how they showed passion. True passion. The book of Daniel 3.17. They were bold. They were confident to disobey. They were bold. They were confident to disobey. They were threatened with a fairy furnace. But then, they disobeyed the king. And they were thrown into the fairy furnace. But in verse 26, something striking there. Verse 26. Daniel 3, 26. The king made a statement. He made a statement there. A striking statement that showed that their passion had been seen. He said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God. Ye servants of the Most High God. How did he know? That they were God's servants. He has seen their passion. He has seen their passion. We all know what happened at the end of the story. Daniel 
in the lion's den also demonstrated a man which passion could be seen. A decree was made. He decided to, you know, ignore the decree just because he had passion to serve God. And the book of Daniel 6, you know, where we have the account recorded, in verse 20, another statement by the king proved that Daniel's passion was actually sane. In verse 12, and it says, And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? The king recognized that Daniel was a servant of God. Your God, who thou servest continually. The same thing, the three blue boys, the king also recognized. It showed that their passion were seen. The king recognized their passion. I said earlier, if your passion is not seen, it's fake. No wonder they are recorded in the book of life. Men, great men, they have made exploits in the kingdom. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ also exhibited this same zeal, this same passion. This same zeal, this same passion exhibited by Jesus Christ in the book of John 2.13. John 2.13. Jesus Christ came to the temple and he discovered people were doing a lot of buying and selling. He came up himself, drove everybody, scattered everywhere. And people were amazed. They were looking at him. But the disciples remembered that it was written, the zeal of the house has eaten me up. The zeal of their house has eaten me up. That is passion. Passion is sin. No man can hide his passion from God. And so, once we have passion, you know, for God, our commitment to his kingdom, we show it. Another proof for genuine passion for God is consistency in the pursuit of God. Consistency in the pursuit of God and his kingdom. When we say consistency, we mean continuity. And so, consistency is a cardinal point, you know, when you talk about passion. Our bishop, David Eribo, is an example. We are all alive to see his exploit. He caught a vision from Matthew 6.33 in 1976. And since then, tirelessly he has been moving this commission forward tirelessly at times when i see him in service i begin to wonder at his age passion is driving him passion is fueling him today we have one of the largest congregations in the world praise the lord a man of passion we can see his consistency since 1976 he has not looked back he has not looked back. He has transformed this church to the largest congregation in the world. True consistency driven passion. So consistency is important. You can't be said to be passionate when you are not consistent. Another proof for genuine passion for God in the kingdom is dedication. Dedication to the cause. Dedication simply means deadly commitment. 
And the best scripture to describe dedication is John 12, 24. It says, Very verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die. It abided alone. But if it die, it bringeth much fruit. Dedication talks about dying for the kingdom. Passion, dying for the kingdom. Paul spoke about dedication in Philippians 121. He said, to me, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Giving it all, sacrificially, serving. That is passion. And our bishop will describe passion, dedication, as fighting and fainting. Fainting and fighting. Never giving up. Never giving up. Fighting and fainting. That is passion. Praise the Lord. You see, the principles of success are universal. When I say they are universal, it means once you apply them, you get results. And that's why people in the world and in the other side also apply passion and they get results. And so, if we say we are Christians and we are not applying these principles, then other people will take advantage, apply them and get results. Many of the world's most successful people name passion as the number one drive of their success. Passionate people have clarity of goals. They know what they are after. They have ambition. And so they go for it and get results. Passion provides stamina. You have passion, you have stamina to get what you want. People like Steve Jobs an example of a man driven with passion. So many others, so many others driven with passion and they were actually able to get results. Let me just run down a story of somebody making waves in the world through passion. You know, this is a youth program and there's need for us to learn all the principles and get all the examples so that we know that these things are not fake. They are not fake. Let's examine somebody known as Eric Yon. We had that name before. Any of us, you've heard it, but probably you don't know. <laughs> Eric Yon a Chinese-American that migrated to the U.S. at the age of 17. Eric Yon is the founder of Zoom. We all know Zoom, right? Hello? Is there any youth that does not know what Zoom stands for? Hello? Zoom is a software that is being used for video conferencing. As soon as lockdown started, most meetings are now on Zoom. All meetings internationally are on Zoom. In my office, all our meetings are on Zoom. And so, Eric Young is the founder of Zoom. He had Bill Gates speak in Japan in 1994. And so, passion sparked out from his mind. And he said, 
he needs to move to the United States. He applied for visa eight times and was denied eight times. He got the visa the ninth time. And he went to the U.S. Already, he was skillful in writing codes. And so, he began to work for WebEx, which is a web or video conferencing organization. Now, he got the idea of Zoom when he was 17. He left WebEx and in 2011, he started working for Cisco in the U.S. He sold the idea to Cisco. But Cisco were looking at Facebook as their competitors and so they dropped the idea. But because he believed in his idea and he had passion, this young Chinese guy, Eric Yon, left Cisco and started Zoom in 2011. He labored, he labored, he was, you know, everywhere. He was even the customer care service provider for his organization. His wife had to ask him, why do you have to leave Cisco? You were already comfortable. You were already made. See his reply to his wife. I know it is a long journey and very hard, but if I don't try it, I will regret it. Zoom kicked up his business in a very tight and competitive environment. But in, 90, in 2017, you know, he was there everywhere in Zoom. And just in, 20, in um, 2019, as soon as the pandemic started, Zoom became the favorite. The favorite students are in school now. They are at home now. Most students are doing their online classes through Zoom. All of a sudden, Zoom from nowhere became, you know, a company rated over 10 billion just with passion he was able to drive what seemed impossible what a company like cisco google cisco you find out that cisco is rated among the top most organization when it comes to it what cisco could not see in him passion took him took him and eventually is among the world's leading billionaires now. If you leave this place, look for Zoom. Look for the founder of Zoom. You'll be amazed with the kind of money he has made just within, not up to a year. He was driven with passion. He had consistency. He knew actually what he was looking for. He was able to carve out his identity. He identified his gift and passion moved him. And so, without passion, any rational person will give up. Without passion, any normal person will give up. And you see, this world really offers us unlimited possibility. When you break forth, everybody celebrates you. Nobody can deny you. Success is something nobody can deny. And so, everyone that wants to be passionate about anything in life, you must pass through this consistency test, persistent test. And so, what a wise decision to make, especially now that we are youths. What a decision to make, to be passionate 
for God and his kingdom. People in the world can be passionate and get results. The same passion you put in the world, you also get results. But someone like me, I made my decision some years ago. I joined this church in 2000. And in 2005, I decided to be committed. You know, I had this passion, serious passion. Serious passion for God and his work. And in a very short time, I joined just the security unit. But through passion, I joined the ministers. It was like, who is this guy? And before you know it, I began to minister with the ministers. My church then, we could have as much as 30 ministers, a church of 6,000. When we call for a youth program like this, the list is 800. And within a very short time, I could sit as a brother and sit in the front seat with pastors. Passion. Passion, you know, for the job. Passion for the kingdom. As I was doing that, my job was not left out. I was experiencing, you know, supernatural liftings. I remember in Portacourt, at a point in time, I didn't like the work setting. So one Saturday, I decided in one of the operations to just go and work for God. On my own, after two, three hours with people trying to lead strange people, because the passion I have when I want to minister, I just go straight to people that are addicts, prostitutes. Those are the kind of people I have passion for. I don't normally go to you know, people on the street. I go there, get them. That's my passion. And when I finished, I came and I knelt down in church and I just said one prayer, one line prayer. I said, Lord, place me where I ought to be in my organization. I saw that I had a pedigree. I was a chief, but I didn't have a portfolio. That day, it was on a Saturday, that same day, that same day I made that prayer. That same day I went to get some guys delivered. That same day, very unusual, on a Saturday, posting came out again. Transfer. You are moved. I saw it. Somebody called me. I just, I was wondering. I was wondering, not that I didn't believe God can do it, but on a Saturday, Somebody called me, you are head of a section now. I was wondering, you are this, you are that. And, you know, in no time, I reported. And everything has been falling into place. Where everybody, everybody, everybody wants to go. If you come to my organization, the heartbeat is where we carry out research. And curriculum development. That's where... We call the university in the ITF. And when you are there, it's purely academics, purely package development, purely, you know, uh, 
things that are actually mind-blowing. People were wondering, who do you know? Who brought you? How come? Nobody took me there. I had passion for God. I applied the principle. In no time, in no time, results came out. Praise the Lord. So in whatever you are doing, whatever you are doing, be passionate. Passion for God will always open unlimited opportunities for anyone, anyone that cares. Be wise. Take a decision. Open up your heart to be passionate in all that you do and get results for the kingdom. Praise the Lord. It's a new day for all of us. My prayer is God will increase our passion for his kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. 